Uh, we are beginning a new year. We have a lot to be grateful for. There was a lot of inspiration in this past year. Hi, Blaine. Nice to see you. And uh, before we return as a community back to our journey through Acts, I would like to take a few Sundays, probably the, the balance of January, and just remind us of who we are as a community and what we do. I, I, uh, I committed to following Jesus when I was 17. And I, I know that when I said yes to Jesus, I knew I was signing up for something that would be year-long, but it's something I have to live out on a daily basis. And so I think at le- it's fair for me at least once a year to say, you know, Jesus, I'm going to sign up again. And I want us as a community to say yes to Jesus. Yes, as a community of people, yes, we're going to follow Jesus again this year. Uh, for those of you that are serving as leaders... Uh, we, we don't, you know, we want you to say yes to serving again as leaders, or it may be a season not to, and, so, and that's okay. For those of us that come together in a community called River City Vineyard, we, we want people to say yes, I, I want to remain, or maybe it's, maybe it's a new season for me, and so maybe I need to be part of another fellowship. And, and those seasons, we, we really need to give latitude to one another and grace to one another, and, and we're following Jesus, and it's something very dynamic, and it's something that does change, and it brings change, and we want to embrace that change. So I, if you're going to hang out this year, I just want you to know we as a community are following Jesus, and this is what it means for us to do that. Our mission, a diverse community of ordinary people, following Jesus, learning, living, and delivering the good news of the kingdom to our neighbors and the nations with extraordinary acts and words until everyone and everything is under the dignified and powerful rule of Jesus. Our mission is our purpose statement. This is the reason we exist as a community. At the same time, it's our vision statement. That is, this is what we see our community doing and this coming year. And in that mission, there, there are several core values. And the reason you have core values is that as much as we would like to do everything, we can't. And so we have to limit what we do. And the way you limit what you do is you decide, well, what are the core values? What, what if we, we all have limited resources. So when you have limited resources, if we have to make a choice, and we do, then our resources are going to go towards this value and not that. So within our mission are these values. Diversity. Community. We have, we have this exchange between the ordinary and the extraordinary. The better way to say that within what we believe is to be naturally supernatural. We're following Jesus. Following Jesus means we're learning together. We're living together. We're delivering the good news of the kingdom together, which means that we value the kingdom of God. We value our neighbors and the nations. Our neighbors are folks in New Braunfels and San Marcos and San Antonio. We, we are a regional hub. People come. It just is amazing that people are coming from those places. That's now our neighborhood. We're also involved in nations. We, we tend to be involved more in some nations, though there's more that are not listed, but we're in a partnership uh, with other vineyard churches for Chile. 
Uh, we are in a partnership for Palestinians. When you're, in, when you're in a partnership for Palestinians, it means you're connected with Israel because you can't disconnect Israel and Palestine. We're in that partnership largely because we're part of a school of reconciliation and justice that's housed out of uh, the United Kingdom, which then connects us with lots of different nations. And then the last thing we value, and I always try, I don't know how to say this, but this is the way I said it this time. We value the positive end of the world as we know it. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not pessimistic about the future. Because the future has already arrived. Jesus is the future. He's the Messiah. The Messianic age has begun. And, and, it's, and really, in Jesus, things are going to get better. doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect before Jesus comes back. But I'm not pessimistic about what's going to happen on planet Earth. I know what's going to happen. We're going to pass from this age to the next. And the next age is going to be really good. And so I, I, I'm, I'm, we have a bright future, and we should, we should live today with that. Again, it doesn't mean we deny the struggles. There are struggles. And yet, overall, there's going to be a positive end to this. And we hold those values, and we live out a mission in what we call a centered set community. What, what these illustrations will tell you, we have a, again, we have choices. We could be fuzzy set. We could be bounded set, or we could be center set. So if you take the values that I just listed, and, you, and if you made those values the red circle, and so that one of the values we have is following Jesus, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Let's just pretend that each Sunday I stood at the front door, and I said, David, you made, David is a friend that just showed up today after 19 years. Who, uh, since Susan and I have lived in New Braunfels, we've actually planted three churches, and David's helped with the, the first, and so we're grateful. Good to see him. But if I was standing out there, you know, David, we haven't seen each other, and I'd stood, stood at the door and said, David, are you following Jesus? You'd say? I tried. <laughs> <laughs> see, that answer, that, that, that would be a little iffy, because I'm, li- I'm really looking for, Brandy, are you following Jesus? Okay, yes. I'm going to kind of, I'm going to watch you, David. But yes, you're, you're in. Come on in. Okay, and let's just pretend. We know this isn't true, but sometimes we wonder. Jennifer? <laughs> so Jennifer's not following Jesus. So no, Jennifer, you, you can't come in. And so if, you, if you're a bounded set community, then the values you hold become a very rigid boundary, and you're either in or you're out. It's either yes or no. That's not the kind of community we have. Our community is center set. So we take the values and we put them at the center. And we say, you know, we're moving towards these values. And as long as as the arrow of your life is pointing towards that value, you can be close to it or you can be a long ways away from it. But we're going to figure it out as a community. As following Jesus, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask you, are you following Jesus? I'd say, how are you following Jesus? And some of you would say, well, I'm fully engaged. And I'd say, great. So you might be close to the core of following Jesus. Someone else might say, well, you know, I don't really, I don't know how to do that. I'm interested. And so they may be a long ways away from the value of following Jesus, but hey, they're headed that direction. 
And so we, we as a community can be this mixture of people. But as long as we're moving toward the core, that's okay. Well, that's not a yes or no community. There's risk involved in a community like that. But that's what we are. And that's what we're grateful for. When you take that value of following Jesus, I'm reading a book this holiday season that Kathy gave me called Welcoming Justice by Dr. John Perkins. Uh, Dr. Perkins was part of the civil rights movement. He is a black pastor in Mississippi. At some point in his life as a black pastor, he was beat to the point of death, literally. And as he was recovering on 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 the hospital bed, he had his second conversion, is how he put it. And what he decided was, you know, I'm going to stop looking at white people as being evil and mean, and I'm going to start addressing white people as being broken and lost. And he committed himself to reconciliation. He has a community uh, that works towards reconciliation outside of Jackson, Mississippi, and it's a combination of black and white, rich and poor, we're, we're, we're pursuing what's called the beloved community. How do we do this? How do we live together in peace, goodwill among us in spite of our differences? Great book. I'm loving it. Great things on community. This is what he says about following Jesus. I hear Jesus say, follow me to the disciples. And I know he's talking to me. <laughs> If you look into the gospel, Jesus personalized the exhortation, the encouragement, follow me. He said, Simon, follow me. Andrew, follow me. James, follow me. John, follow me. Philip, Nathaniel, follow me. A teacher of the law, follow me. An an unnamed disciple, follow me. Levi, follow me. We know there's more than these, but these are the ones that are listed in the Gospels, follow me. And when, he, and when he says follow, he means several things. In Dr. Perkins' words, when Jesus says follow me, he's inviting us to learn God's way of working in the world. He's also modeling for us the best way to invite others into the kingdom. Jesus said, follow me, and I'll show you how to fish for people. Follow me now, not later, now. Follow me and be my disciple. Turn from your selfish ways. Take up your cross and follow me. You won't have to walk in darkness if you follow me because you have the light that leads to life. Follow me. As a community, we want to follow Jesus. So I'm going to pick out two of those just to kind of a few levels deeper, not just surface. But what does it mean when Jesus says, follow me, become my disciples? I think for most of us, we understand that there was a rabbi-student relationship, teacher-learner. I think we we mostly understand that's the backdrop of what Jesus was saying, follow me. From the root of the pupil relationship. Whoops. How'd that happen? You know, microphones are a pain, but we'll keep them.
I must not be, I can't be animated, huh? All right, back on, maybe. We'll see. All right, from the root of the pupil relationship, there arose within it the wholly new and distinctive concept of following after Christ, Messiah. What that is saying is, yes, within the Old Testament, within rabbinic literature, you have a rabbi and a student. The student follows after the rabbi learning. But when you come up, you come to Jesus, Jesus was a rabbi, he was a recognized rabbi, but he's not an ordinary rabbi. And then as the revelation of who he is comes out further and further, he's the Messiah. And so being in relationship with the Messiah is different than being in relationship with a rabbi. So Jesus absolutely changed the history of understanding of discipleship. Discipleship is a fellowship of life and suffering with the Messiah, which arises only in the fellowship of his salvation. So when we join in the inauguration of salvation on planet Earth, in participation with the Savior, the Messiah, we're entering into the life of Messiah, but we're also entering in the suffering of Messiah. The New Testament seeks to express discipleship as an action, not a concept. The New Testament is describing what we do It's not a definition, it's what we're actually doing. So maybe the way to look at it is discipleship is participation. Discipleship, achievement with Jesus of the goal to which he goes. So the question is, what was his goal? If Jesus had a goal as Messiah and we're going to participate with him in the pursuit of that goal, what was it? Which leads to... Take up your cross. Deny yourself, take up the cross, and follow me. Well, one way of looking at take up your cross, it's a vivid metaphor for self-denial, for saying no to self. So deny yourself, denial of self, no. And then that is illustrated by the ultimate self-denial, death on the cross. But then as I looked at that, and I began to just kind of read all, I mean, there is umpteen jillion options for what does it mean to take up your cross and follow me. And I thought that I might bore you to tears if I gave you every option. And so as I was thinking about scratching my head, well, what am I going to do? I found this footnote, and this made a lot of sense. And since there's this discussion, I thought, well, I might as well throw another suggestion out there. Here you go. At point after point, the story of the crucifixion corresponds to the Roman practice of imposing the shameful form of servile execution on patriots who rose up against the empire. Jesus went to the cross because he was a patriot of the kingdom of God which rose up against the Roman empire. So then that begins to make me ask some questions. Hmm. Is the goal of Messiah 
to announce the kingdom of God. What were the first words out of his mouth when he started his mission? Repent. The kingdom of heaven is near, so near it's within your reach. And if it was the goal of Messiah, his number one goal is to announce the kingdom. Do those who follow Messiah participate with him in announcing the kingdom? We are participating with him in his goal. We're announcing the kingdom. And is announcing the kingdom always a threat to the unjust powers that be? Take up your cross. Deny yourself. If you're going to announce announce the kingdom of God, then you're going to have to deny your own kingdom. And if you're going to announce the kingdom of God, you you need to understand that like me, you're you're going to run headlong into the unjust powers that be. And therefore, you may be carrying your own cross member to your own cross. You may die for this. But follow me. So our community... In following Jesus, I just want to raise some questions. And then we're going to look at answers after this. As Dr. Perkins asked, you know, do, do we know that when Jesus says, follow me, that he's talking to us? Nathaniel. Not just Nathaniel and John. Nathaniel Smith. Jesus says, follow me. Blaine, haven't seen you in a while. Jesus saying to you, follow me, Blaine. Brandy, follow me, Jesus says. David, follow me. Do we know, as a community of people, each and every one of us, do we know that what Jesus says to the original, he's saying to us, he's saying to us today, Are we practicing the best ways to invite others to come along? Do do we know how to fish for people? Are we following in the now? I mean, I'm tempted to say, well, you know, I, I said yes to Jesus when I was 17. And Jesus, well, that's great, but that's not now. That's past. Well, I'll follow you. When I get when I get all my ducks in order, I will follow you. And Jesus would say, That's not good enough. Now. Are we following Jesus now? Not past, not future, in the now. Are we disciples? Are we becoming disciples? Are we participating with Jesus in what his goal is? Are we announcing the kingdom? Are we willing to give our lives, so be it, in correcting the injustices of this world? Are we turning from our selfish ways? Are we taking up our cross? Are we walking in the light that leads to life? I mean, those are the questions we as a community have to ask. If, we're, if we really are serious in following Jesus, those are the questions we ask. Those are the questions that the New Testament, Jesus is asking us.
an answer, a suggestion. Let's do it together. Let's follow together. Two weeks ago, Jeremy made a great suggestion. As he talked about walking in the light and enjoying the life of Jesus, he said, why don't we, why don't we as a community, why don't we read the gospel? Between New Year and Easter, why don't we read the gospel? So I took that to heart, and I thought, well, you know, I, I, I would like us to do Let's do that. And then we could answer these questions, too, better if we're reading the gospel. So I began to search for, okay, a reading plan uh, between New Year and Easter of the gospel. Well, there isn't one, and therefore I didn't want to make one up. And you might say, well, that's kind of lazy of you, and you would be right. I didn't want to do that. <laughs> but I did find something that I think would be great, 30 Days with Jesus. You begin with the prophecy of his birth and you work your way through the miracles, parables, and the teachings of Christ, the Messiah. Spend 30 days focusing on the life and teachings of Jesus. So what I want to suggest is that beginning next Sunday, January the 6th, that's Epiphany in the church calendar. We're celebrating the incarnation of God. God became a man. And between Epiphany and Lent, the beginning of the Easter season, we, there's, there's more than 30 days, but we'll give a little slack for those of us that miss a day or two. And we can read the 30 days of Jesus. Now, there's two ways to do it. One, there's this wonderful website, www.examine.me. And it, it is, you just, all you have to do is register, it's free. And there's all kinds of reading plans. There's all kinds of prayers that you can pray. And you can actually journal privately. It's not online for the world to see. And it's a great way to do this. So you can follow along there. If not, then there'll be a way that I'll, I'll post each day where we are and you can read along. We'll figure it out for everybody, a way that together we can follow Jesus. And what I'd like us to do as we read these passages, as we spend this time with Jesus... I'd like for every one of us to consider the questions that I raised this morning. And I'd like, the end result of it is, after 30 days with Jesus, that we'd all say, you know, I want to sign up again. I don't want to stop following Jesus. I don't want to take a vacation from following Jesus. I want to get back to following Jesus. I want to follow Jesus. We want to be a community of people following Jesus. So would you like to stand with me? And let's pray together towards that. I want to do two things. I'd just like to pray a prayer about our community following Jesus. And then before we go, I would like for us to minister to each other by just praying a prayer of blessing for another family. So you just kind of pair off in groups, family to family blessing for this new year. Okay, that's, that, that's what I'd like us to do as we end. But let me pray first, and then I'll orchestrate the blessing. Lord Jesus, thank you that you said follow you. And Jesus, I thank you that at 17 you said to me, Scott, follow me. And I thank you that whatever was within my heart that just was pounding, that I said, yes, Jesus, I want to follow you. And I want to thank you that over the years you've allowed me to continue to follow you. Lord, I pray for us as a community that, Lord, we would not lose the focus of following you. 
And that, Lord, as we commit ourselves to a new year, that the thing that we would say that we're doing number one on our list, we are following Jesus. And Lord, we know that that's filled with challenge. We, we know that there's a depth of following you that we may have just scratched the surface of. But, Lord, I want to ask that over the next 30 days, beginning next Sunday, that we as a community of people would go to the next level of following you. I'd ask for your blessing, Lord, for you to make yourself known to us, to each of us and to all of us, that we would follow you, that we would participate with you in what you're doing on planet Earth in this season. Thank you, Lord, in your name. Amen.